state and still draw them at every forum. Don't lose no points, I just score them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the forum. I go by the name of Charles Diamond, aka the Black Bruce Wayne, here with Ali, aka Unwritten Rules. <laughs> uh, Raj, aka Roger Mario Jones. That really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Did it? Raja Mario. That's beautiful. It sounds like a mix of Rajon and Jamario. Oh no, why? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> not not 30 seconds in, we got Rondo slander. <laughs> they were both uh, number nines. Hey. Hey. This is him. Nine is the, the normally the number that strikers wear in soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Jamario is like a striker because he doesn't necessarily score goals. Like he doesn't necessarily score, but he is that, that influx of energy the Lakers need. And it fits for Rondo too, because Rondo struck down the Lakers hopes at the, at any semblance of, of happiness. So that was OD. I apologize. <sighs> I saw what you did there. I, I was just trying to piece it together, really. You did, you did do that. Eh, thank you. Of course. Uh, since we've last recorded, the Lakers have played two games, I believe. Uh-huh. One against the Warriors, one against the Utah Jazz. You are, in fact, right. correct. And went one and one in those two games. I, I was very shocked by the play of Rajon Rondo last game. It was pretty, pretty damn spectacular. <laughs> he had a great game. Yeah. No, seriously. He had zero turnovers. <laughs> Didn't I, miss a shot. Oh, you guys are being for real. <laughs> <laughs> to the listeners, I was I was telling both of them that I, I I've had some family issues, so I've missed the past two games, and I couldn't tell if that was sarcasm or if that was like legitimate praise. No, legitimate. No. Like that's that's the best game that he had. Yeah, like I he didn't miss a shot. It was kind of it was seriously. I guy he he looked like one of the other South Bay guys out there. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I mean, he is a genius uh, of basketball, and we'll sort of get into that later. So I I can't really be. <sighs> Can't really be too surprised, but hey, since I since I missed the games, Rick, uh, do you? Yes, we're messing with you. Oh. Yeah, he didn't play. Oh, oh man, that's trash. <laughs> that's how you know I really didn't see the games. You think Rondo played well, bro? You said he didn't miss a shot. I knew he wasn't going to shoot it unless it was like a wide open <laughs> finger roll. Anyway, so he, he got zero turn- turnovers. Should have been the the straight up like thing that you should have been like, nope. I, that's, I know. That's not- <laughs> That's that's how out of touch I am. The season's over to me, so there you go. <laughs> it's not over till it's over. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, well, uh, other than me being gullible and thinking Rondo had two good games in a row, uh, what else did you guys see from the, the Golden State and the Utah games? Uh, I saw Jamario rebounding the heck out of the basketball, like as he normally does. Um, he actually, uh, there was a stat that was out, um, that he was the first ever rookie, a rookie Laker. Am I saying that correctly? Uh, he was the first ever rookie Laker to ever get, um, 16 rebounds in a game. I want to make sure I'm not absolutely here. Jamario Jones is the first Laker with 16 plus rebounds in his first career start since Elias began, uh, tracking it in the early 1970s. That was a tweet from Mike Trudell. So yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty damn big. Yeah, Jamero's been great, and then Alex Caruso turning into, like, a top lead guard out of, like, nowhere has been pretty insane to watch. Like, he, he outplayed Donovan Mitchell last game. Like, they went, <laughs> he they really did. Like, he went toe-to-toe with him, was going at him, was going, like, he saw Gobert, and then he, like, he saw it as, like, a mismatch. He, like, had Gobert on him and took, like, a step back three that missed, but I was like, whoa, Alex, like, this is yeah. impressive. He was even upset with his game afterwards, too, because he was saying how he didn't finish as well because he was a bit tired. I was like, dude, mm-hmm. you played just great. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he was, had 18 he points, 11 assists on 40% shooting. Like, that's just better than anything I'd see Rondo. <laughs> oh, man, he's, like, really good. And then uh, Jonathan Williams had, like, a really good game. I think he had 14, right? And uh, and I think, like, he's, like, a third big to bring back. So, man, our South Bay squad, like, whatever they're doing down there, it, it's working. Like, I have no clue, but it's... It's working out there. I, I feel bad if I didn't bring him up. Uh, Mike Muscala had the game of his career <laughs> yesterday. And I know, Rick, I'm not messing with you. Yeah, I was um, uncertain for a second. I was no, going to ask. I am not kidding. He shot four of six from the three-point line. And he led wow. the Lakers in, or he was tied with Jonathan Williams in leading in plus minus with a positive eight. Wow. Yeah. And he played, get this, he played 38 minutes in a basketball game. 
You're being like I just want to make sure you're still not joking. Nope, still not joking. This is actually okay. yeah, I if I sound shocked saying it, so this is how you know <laughs> that Wait, I'm and, serious. And his defense was good. Like yeah, it, no, was it was literally good. Like he was switching and like he was defending the pick and rolls. Like this is the guy that got traded for. Wait, Rick, did you see Crusoe's dunk attempt on um on uh Gobert? That is the one thing I did see. I did yes, manage to see that. God. And Actually, that was, I was amazing. I was kind of upset because I would want you to go watch it live right now <laughs> and get your reaction. But yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure someone someone DM'd that to me. I haven't been on Twitter too much, but someone DM'd it to me, and it was crazy because he like he like missed off the back of the like he overshot yeah. the dunk yeah. on Gobert, oh, yeah. and he was mad that he missed. Did you see that? Like he was like he was like, damn, I should have made that. Yeah, there's. Uh, so Crusoe has this thing that whenever he's mad at himself, he always claps his hands. He will always claps his hand, clap his hands when he's pissed at himself. And then Jamario has this thing where whenever he's like excited, he does a squat. It's hilarious. I loved That's his fist bump too. Right? Oh yeah, he did like yeah. a yeah fist bump. He did a three and like did a little fist bump. I he, felt that. I like, <laughs> he always celebrates after a three. Always, it's amazing because you know I celebrate each time too. <laughs> do you do the same celebration? Uh, no. Mine is more of like uh putting two fists in the air and just be like yes, and then that's it. Is that like a Daniel Bryan reference? The WWE star? Oh yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say it's that. Yeah, I wasn't thinking I gotcha. that, but now that you know pointed that out, yeah. Shout out Alex, uh, Regla for the WWE gifts. Oh wow. <laughs> Um, when I was in high school, it was the Russell Westbrook. I don't even remember. He used to like put his guns out down yes. and he used to hit a three. And that was, was like the big him. three. I used to do that on every like three-pointer I made, just do the guns thing. It would look so dumb, but that was like the big thing I was going. My favorite is uh, B.A.Dot would like make his like NBA players be like videos. And oh, he yeah. would always like pitch up his voice to be Russell Westbrook. So he would do the guns <laughs> thing and then he'd be like, put the guns in the holster yeah yeah so eventually got like super meta and i would like imitate b dot imitating russell westbrook whenever i was playing (laughs) basketball be like so i I love that uh celebration too has he made any videos recently imitating players i don't think so to be honest with you yeah i don't think he has i mean he's been in like the nba celebrity all-star game he's actually pretty good yeah, he is. Granted, I'm he, better, but he's pretty good. I mean, good. of course. Like, you don't he even better be good, B-dot. though. You're just A-dot. Ooh, ooh. Ollie, a.k.a. A-dot. All right, catch that next episode. <laughs> he better be good, or those videos, I feel like I've been lied to. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Imagine if we were watching him out playing in you know, the basketball court, and he just couldn't dribble, and you're like, "How did you, you looked better in the video. Do the hard and step back again. Like, you made <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else from uh, from the Utah Golden State games? Uh, not that I could. It's, it was just the casual. I mean, not casual. It was just the regular South Bay guys just leading the way, in all honesty. It was just them absolutely dominating when, not, when they're on the court. Yeah. It's weird. They beat, like, a really good team, though. Like, Utah was on fire just killing teams, and they... They went up like 10, and then they kept coming back. That was like a really surprising one. Sorry, they didn't dominate the Warriors when I said dominating teams. I just mean like they actually played. They dominate the other lineup on the court besides that the Lakers play. So <laughs> by that, I mean that. <laughs> I, I, I lied to you also. There were a couple things that I saw from the game. Not plays necessarily, but just I saw like little clips of like LeBron celebrating like a Caruso oh, yeah. play or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that just right. that just made me happy just because of all the, the tension and stress that's mm-hmm. been going on this year. It just it seems cool to see LeBron celebrating with the guys on the sideline once again. LeBron's been the biggest cheerleader off the bench these past two games for sure. Yeah. Like every he I think he's the first person off the bench each time something crazy happens. He's fully embraced bringing wine to the game. <laughs> and it's made his experience a lot more enjoyable. I mean, Cab Sav always makes my basketball experience a little bit more enjoyable. So, <laughs> I, I, me and Red Wine don't get along. I, you tweeted that recently, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I feel. Yeah. Look, man. Look in Vegas for summer league. I'm gonna sit you down. We're gonna have a nice flight. We're gonna, oh. we're gonna get you on my team. Okay. All right. Drinks on you. That's a, that's a flight of wine, by the way. I'm not flying you anywhere. I'm not flying oh, you out. That's me- oh, that's kind of messed up. I thought, I thought <laughs> it was going to be like you're flying me out and you're giving me a flight. So, like, I thought it was like two for one thing. All right. All right. That'd be a, that'd be a little strong. <laughs> you're talking about the wine? 
a strong move. That'd be a power move for sure on my end. <laughs> Definitely a power move. And then at the end of it, you'll be like, all right, that'll be, uh, you can bet yeah. me uh, $500. I'm going to hit you with that invoice real quick. Um, <laughs> speaking about LeBron, however, if we're, if we're done with the Golden State Utah games, um, LeBron did have a really interesting interview with Allie Clifton that aired on Spectrum Sportsnet. Um, and there are a couple takeaways from that interview. If you're a Laker fan, you should go watch it. If you're lazy or don't want to, we're just going to go ahead and tell you what happened in it. Um, on my end, there was a lot of injury blaming. I'll say that. Yes. Uh, LeBron was very adamant. And I mean, when he, when he broke it down, like line by line, injury by injury, talking about how the suspensions, uh, messed up the flow of things, how, he missed games in Christmas when the team was playing really well. I think he said they were a, I, I don't remember exactly, but he, he was saying how at the time the team was a top five defense on Christmas and a top set, a ranked seventh in offense, I think. Right. Yeah. And obviously they were 20 and 14, fourth in the West, so on and so forth. And then, you know, he broke down his injury, Lonzo's injury, Brandon's injury, Josh being hurt, Kuzma being hurt, Rondo being hurt. And I, I think. It's easy for us to forget or, you know, just be disenchanted or disillusioned with the way the season went. But hearing him talk about all the injuries, I was like, wow, you know, this team really didn't have, have a chance. Um, so that, that was one takeaway. Uh, Raj, you got anything else? Uh, yeah. So I thought it was interesting that he actually brought up, like, the quote actually said, um, uh, he brought up that we were defensive rating fourth and then seventh in offense. You know, so that was pretty particular. Yeah. So that was interesting. He brought up exactly, the, like, he brought up the stat that when him, Lonzo, Kuzma, and Ingram played together, yeah. they've done pretty well. And so I was like, ah, maybe he checked, because he said he saw that online the other day. I was like, maybe he's been checking Twitter. He's been, <laughs> he's been seeing what we've been saying. <laughs> oh, he's definitely checking Twitter. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. There's no, um, what's the mode he goes in when he goes into playoff mode? He's not going into that. This off, Zero Dark 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's not going. He's, he's gonna have to do that this time. It's one hundred light thirty. I don't really whatever the opposite is. Also, I, I part the part of me like wants to be skeptical and wants to, wants to be like he just he saw that stat about him in the young core and he was like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, oh yo, Alec, we gotta set up an interview. I gotta let these people know what's going on. <laughs> I want to make um, people see that you know it wasn't me who wanted AD. I, I actually enjoy this young core. <laughs> I also, I also like that he, I mean, it, it seems sincere he, that he had Luke's back in a way when he said, uh, Luke did like the best that he could with the cards that he was dealt with the injuries yeah. and stuff like that. So that was, that was nice to hear because you never really heard him talk about Luke all that much. So right. that was, that was pretty cool to see. Um, nice voice crack by me. Um, but. I also also uh, get ready for Magic to also say how it was due to injuries and use that as a crutch. Yeah, it's kind of what I took is like Magic just got like the template for an exit interview. You know what I mean? Like he just got like, but <laughs> you kind of just oh let me just use the notes for this and this is perfect. But um, gonna... what? Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say when LeBron talks, it's kind of like consoling. You know, like I feel like I feel a lot better after listening to that. Like, I'm just like, I forget all about the vets and all that. Um, he said, like, on December 25th, we were right where I think we should be at that moment. I was like, man, he's so right. Like, maybe we should run <laughs> this back. You know? <laughs> but then you yeah. think about it, you're like, no, that's not good. No, it's also it's- bad because I feel like that hearing LeBron say it was so much more convincing than hearing yeah. Magic say it. Does that, like... <laughs> yes. Because in a way, it's like, okay, LeBron, like, he really gave it his all. And, like, what are you going to do? But hearing Magic say it, I would have been like, well, you should have put the team to, be- to better together. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, not-, I, not to ba- not to backtrack, but I wanted to go back to Ali, what you were saying about Luke. Because yeah. watching that interview, like, Ali asked LeBron, how what, what kind of a job do you think Luke did? And he said, like... As good as as good as you mm-hmm. could, and then he reiterated like even more strongly, he did as good of a job as he could have done given the circumstances. And I know there's like rumblings that LeBron, Le- quote unquote, LeBron's camp isn't pleased with Luke Walton, and obviously like all the other smoke too. Um, yeah. But it, it kind of just it kind of like put it in perspective a little bit. I I don't know if this was like on purpose, like if it, if it was just like a media ploy. But I was like maybe LeBron doesn't want Luke gone. Like maybe he does think like this this was sort of out of Luke's control. I, I don't know, especially given the quote that Luke had about I forget it, it was in some interview, but he said how you know he never really got a chance to install a, as deep of the sets. They never really got past their second option um, in a lot of their sets. Because they they were dealing with different lineups every single like every month there was a different lineup. See, but I right. feel like he's been using that excuse for the past yeah. three years. Yeah, I thought you were <laughs> gonna say that. And so yeah. uh, when I read that, I just thought 
yeah, okay, but like you, I feel like you've said similar things the last two years. It's just always <laughs> been injuries, and understandably so. They have been pretty injury prone these last three years, but that doesn't mean you can't install it. Yeah, that that doesn't like make Kuzma not be able to set a screen. You know, like that has nothing to do with that. Um, thing, <laughs> uh, having people not move at all off ball, like that has nothing to do with you not being able to implement or injuries. That's that's just like a bad offensive. But his defense was, I mean, I think it was good. I think he's a good defensive coach. But uh, there, someone uh, messaged me the other day and said, "Do you give Luke any credit for these wins? Because South, the South Bay guys are getting all the credit, but Luke's getting none of right. it. So does Luke get any of it?" And I was like, "Yeah, no, absolutely, he does get a ton of credit." Yeah, I agree. It, I think he so- should. It's sort of the thing, though, like, Luke, this is what Luke does, right? Like, this is why, even though the Lakers have been bad the past couple years, like, this is why Luke had promise as a coach, because he gets a team of, like, young guys and or just, like, blue-collar, gritty guys to play good defense and work hard, but it's, you know, it's the... <laughs> the everything else, so to speak, that that people <laughs> want more more from him. What else are you talking about? What else is there to basketball? Oh, no, that's all. That's it's just getting young guys to play hard. That's yeah. all basketball is to me. Yeah. Then you just let guys like Rondo deal. Like they know how to play. They don't need to be told how to do stuff. Uh, speaking of Rondo, so there, this is like this is the quote that kind of hurt me when I heard this. I kind of rewinded it to make sure he said this. Uh, but. Yeah, so he said, like, I don't think our team would ever be comfortable with me missing five and a half weeks, which is fine. Then he said to add on Rajan getting hurt the same game. Two masterminds brought here to lead these young guys 11 weeks. Now that hurt. Now, <laughs> I was like, oh man, is he back? Like, is that, is that what that means? Yeah. That is 100% what that means. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I, I've come to the realization that Rondo's coming back. And I've, I've, haven't accepted it, obviously, but, I'm just getting ready for it because I know it's going to happen. I, uh, I can't watch too, him again. It I, was, to use the term mastermind, was so purposeful by LeBron. Mm-hmm. I, <sighs> now, the problem wasn't mastermind, was him putting him on the same level as him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he, yeah. put, he put two masterminds as if they're like an equal in this. You know, that that was my problem with it. Do you think Rondo has another gear, like that playoff gear still, where he actually will try really damn hard and play defense and, you know, that playoff Rondo that there used to be? You think that's still there? You think he just didn't give a damn these last few months? Uh, I think it is. It's just, like, our, I don't think our roster will be good enough for him to not give a crap for 80 games and us be able to even get that far. You know what I mean? Like, I, mean- I- I'm just trying to think of a positive for him coming back, and they're just I. When I said that, I just puked a little in my mouth. Like I, I feel like I feel like I've said this before at least. Like I, I, I believe that there is still playoff Rondo. I think he does have a different gear because he is a, a very smart basketball player. Like I don't, right? I don't disagree with that. But it's that point. Like I can't watch. I will be angry at him in late April if I have to watch him for six months before that. Mm-hmm. You know what would be the worst thing is if the first game next year Rondo was starting over Lonzo. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's all I remember, like that because I was thinking of last summer and then how oh, yeah. Lonzo came off the bench and I was like, what if that just happened again? Was like, let's just say Mark Jackson was the coach and he put Rondo over. Oh gosh! I would just be like, not another year of this. It's become I've... a Bucks podcast or something. Oh, stop! <laughs> stop. <laughs> The Pfizer Forum. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It's not. It's sad. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I feel like, well, that's the thing, right? Like, if the Lakers invest in Rajon Rondo, the the odds that we see Caruso back are, I, I mean, I don't know if they're low. I don't know what the market's going to be for Caruso. I mean, he's really playing very well recently, right? Um, and playing well on the Lakers tends to get you attention. Um, I'm pretty sure that like that Wesley Johnson's career was extended just by being <laughs> on the Lakers. No disrespect. Um, so you know, I, I'm that I, that's the thing for me. Like honestly, I I don't care. Like Rondo, I don't want him back, but he can come back as long as he plays in the playoffs. But I don't want to get Rondo at the expense of a day in and day out contributor. Right. Does that Definitely. make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be all for him being an assistant coach more than a player on the team. I just want him as far away from the team. I feel like even as assistant coach, he's gonna like find well, a jersey I- or something <laughs> and we can get on the floor. He's gonna tell Bonga, "Hey, when you go up, just hold it for about fifteen <laughs> seconds, and then throw it at the last second, so that if they make it, you get an assist, and it still counts as a stat." There you go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> 
And make sure no chess passes, just whip around passes. Yeah. So one last thing from that LeBron interview is that as with seemingly every LeBron television appearance, it ended with him sort of making this passive plea to free agents to come mm-hmm. in the summer. Um, oh, yeah. And you know, he said at the end, you know, I'm going to recruit. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to to make sure that this team has the talent to you know to reach the top level because I'm in. I'm, I'm I contend. That's what I do. I put myself in a position to win. Mm-hmm. Guys, I feel like. And maybe this is just wishful thinking. I just feel like there's just been so much. I don't want to call it like noise, but like, I I don't know if there's smoke screens or what, but they just, there's so much. Every time LeBron opens his mouth, it's about a free agent. And I can't tell if that's like active recruiting or if he's doing the LeBron, like I'm talking about recruiting free agents because I already know someone's coming thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I don't know the answer to this. Uh, I'm wondering if you guys know. Did he ever talk this openly about free agency ever before? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I don't remember any of this. Well, obviously, I didn't follow closely in Cleveland, but I don't remember him like being this open about like, "Hey, guys, should come with come to Cleveland this summer." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, I, I feel like ever... those. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I feel like those situations, the Heat situation and the Cleveland situation were different because they traded for guys as soon as he got there. Yeah, and there was never true. any, there was never any cap flexibility to sign guys. So right. I feel, I feel like this is really the first time that he's had an opportunity to just add a guy without trading anybody. Um, right. and I think you can tell that he's used to like helping manufacture trades because of, well, you know, um, so <laughs> I think he sort of brought that, <laughs> I think he sort of brought that attitude well, in. And I think he's starting to realize maybe now, and maybe that's what's helping, you know, him be a little bit more positive, uh, on the bench celebrating the young guys is that, you know, we don't ha- like none of these guys have to leave if we get a high quality player in the summer. Like all I have to do is bring a guy and we can just yeah. add to the situation. According to that interview, he doesn't really help with trades. <laughs> he he actually just stands back and just lets them do their thing and if they ever ask for their thoughts on a player then he'd say something so you're wrong there i mean he doesn't play fantasy basketball so <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah when he said that i was like okay you don't play fantasy basketball let me quote you <laughs> yeah that last quote kind of gave me chills he's like um look forward to seeing who jumps in the car with me on this ride to the top i was like oh that that should be enough to get like a free agent to come right yeah i mean he's the master he's the master narrative uh, creator right he's a yeah he's like kobe in that way he creates his own story and his own mythology um yeah yeah but i'm a little afraid because he can't even recruit guys for space jam 2 so i mean what makes you think <laughs> he can do it for the lakers <laughs> he got caruso as the lead right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I, I loved when that report came out and then on twitter i just saw screenshots of tweets of nba players explicitly mm-hmm. saying sign me up for space jam 2 yeah <laughs> and i'm like who is this is this like is this Woj telling other people to just tweet that LeBron can't get people for Space Jam two? Like I'm so confused. That's I like I really believe that he if he goes up to any NBA player and is like, do you want to be a main part in Space Jam two? They no one would turn it down. Yeah, there's I'm no just way. <laughs> Part of me thinks that um that KD will come to the Lakers just so he can be in Space Jam two a co star, so people will forget about that like Mike uh knockoff Thunderstruck <laughs> that he was in. They'll just be like, Oh yeah, Kevin Durant, his acting is Space Jam two. That's what he's known for. And he'll be like, Yeah, yeah, obviously. I've- Did you see Thunderstruck? I didn't even see it. I haven't uh, absolutely seen it. not. Okay. Okay. All right, glad So it doesn't actually here. exist. Yeah. No. It's, <laughs> like- it's just it's just a poster. It's, it's just a poster. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, he's, he doesn't even play for the Thunder, so it doesn't even matter. Um, yeah, he's he's <laughs> snake struck. Sorry, that was bad. I like your effort, though. I really do. I I really enjoy saying bad jokes on purpose just to see reactions, but that one was just way too bad, so I had to apologize right away. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, Thunderstruck is like Super Bowl 51 for me. It just didn't exist. Like, nothing happened. It was Thunderstruck was canceled. The Super Bowl was canceled. Wait, that what year. Super Bowl? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, what are you okay, talking about? Good, there was no Super Bowl. It. All right, good job. Uh, yeah, yeah. For, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the Atlanta Falcons ended the season by beating the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship, and then we just rolled it over to next year. Um, so enough of that. Uh, we got another interview. Another. Uh, I guess. I guess I was gonna say another Laker legend was interviewed, but I guess LeBron's not a Laker legend yet. He's a legend who is a Laker. I don't want to get into this debate. So excuse Wait, me. Why do you hate LeBron, right? <laughs> 
Are you talking um, about Jamario Jones' interview after the game? <laughs> it was actually a good. I, I saw a couple of clips. Just literally, I think one three second clip of him laughing and saying "nah." Oh, that was my that was my tweet. <laughs> that was you. That yeah. was you. <laughs> I saw that and I and I had to clip that. I was like, "That's perfect." Um. Oh yeah. So Kobe actually gave Kobe. Kobe's on a bit of a media tour right now. I guess to promote the Wizenard series. Um, but he had a couple inter- <laughs> I, I, I think that's how you say it. I'm not sure what it is. It's a, it's a, um, it's a book about the Washington Wizards. <laughs> um, so yeah, Kobe gave a couple interviews and, and one, uh, one was on Get Up with, uh, with Mike Greenberg and the other, uh, I forgot who that was with. Raj, you want to say who that I was with? I don't remember who, but it was on Sirius XM radio. There we go. Yeah. I remember the guy. So I let's go, let's go over the serious one first because the the I think the 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 get up one the one on get up with with Greenberg sort of rounds out the conversation about sort of the, the Lakers crafting their own narrative of the season. Sure, uh, can we do like a quick tangent real quick? Um, I, I I love that Kobe's doing like kid books and stuff like that, but is it weird to you guys like the most cerebral killer on the court is doing like little happy kid books? Like I just think that's like really weird, and I did not see that coming. Like really quick, do you guys think that's weird or? Uh, a bit, but like, so I'll say this in the in the interview on Get Up. Sorry, I'm just like skipping ahead. In the interview on Get Up, he actually talked about that, and he talked about like Greenberg was like, you know, what are what is your like motivation for for having these kids stories? Because I agree with you, it's like strange. This is yes. one of the most psychotic human beings <laughs> to ever step on the basketball court, <laughs> and he's got like a podcast called The Punies. Yes, it's very <laughs> weird to me. Like the guy I watch, like absolutely cold blooded, is out here like, oh yeah, this little happy kids book. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so the more the you way- think about it, I guess it's yeah. kind of weird. <laughs> it's a little weird. Um, so the way he explained it on, on Get Up was he said that part of his, uh, reason for, for telling these stories is that he wanted to be able, he, he says he learned so many lessons from the game of basketball, like life lessons, that he right. wanted to be able to teach his daughters the lessons he learned. But mm-hmm. because he's so, like, single-minded and sadistic that he <laughs> he can't communicate those lessons to his daughters in a way that they can relate to and listen to so he's trying to find ways to teach them those lessons through creative means so he can be a positive impact on his daughters but also like have them actually listen to the lessons he learned through being a crazy person right that's awesome it's just weird like after watching <laughs> you know like all these years and then you see it but it's awesome what he's doing. I think that's really cool. Well, your your reaction is the best thing. It's awesome. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> it's so, different. So, so Raj, I'm imagining like you're like flipping through the Wizenard book, <laughs> and on like page four, it's like, and then they went into a world of magical wonder, and then you flip the page, and it's like, and then the wizards killed their opponents. You know what I mean? Like, there's gotta be a flip in there somewhere. <laughs> Not my legend. Uh. <laughs> Not my goat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so the Kobe interview on Sirius, um, he also brought up injuries a lot. Um, He said, like, he also brought up they were a four seed and on Christmas. And again, just giving Magic, like, another template to just go right through on this exit interview. Um, He brought up, like, half the team was gone. And then, of course, Smush Parker got strays, of course, for no reason. (laughs) That was the best part to me. (laughs) But, yeah, that was, like, pretty much he, he blamed injuries, too, so... I mean, okay, hold up. Let's be real. Injuries was a big part, I'd say. It was. It, it, it's fair to put a big part of it on that. But right. I am upset that they also don't bring up the other issues. It, that's the one that always gets brought up and then nothing else gets brought up. Uh, yeah. Th- they don't t- talk t- about the lack of play from the veterans once the injuries happened or any of that. Yeah, and it's like you don't necessarily like have to call out JaVale for moping for in the in the middle of the season. You don't have to call out Rondo for like not trying on defense. But you can say our team was decimated by injuries and going forward we have to put a team together that can withstand the high level of intensity and performance that we expect. Mm-hmm. If we get hit by it, like there's ways, and I understand it's a professional organization, like uh, one of the most public facing organizations that we have in the country. Like you have to save face a little bit, but there are ways to blame injuries and also right. show like a little bit of experiential knowledge about what you just went through. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it just seems like you said, it just seems like a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of, yeah, injuries, injuries, injuries. 
Yeah, and then um, he said, one thing that was interesting to me, the interviewer asked him, do you talk to LeBron? He said, no, there's nothing to talk about. He knows, and I know, injury, injuries decimated the team. I thought that was interesting that, like, he said they don't talk at all um, through the season, which I, was surprising to me. I thought they communicated more, but what do you guys think? Yeah, no, I thought I thought their communication would be a big part. I actually thought, for some reason, I felt like Kobe was going to be at the Laker practices and everything this year. Not every single time, but he'd make appearances now that LeBron's there and everything. Nope, yeah. that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, I, I, go ahead. No, 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 you're good, you're good. I was just going to say... I feel like he said soon after he retired that like he didn't want like he was done with the game of basketball, right? right? Um, and I feel like obviously he's not been completely done because he's like trained with Kuzma and he's like giving guys challenges on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that has been like the Twitter challenge thing was like I'm pretty sure that was like a promo for something. Like he it was an it, it was a, a ramp up to something he was releasing. Yeah. Um, so so it made sense. And then like the working out with players, I'm pretty sure all like Jason Tatum reached out to Kobe. Uh Kyle Kuzma reached out to Kobe. It's not like Kobe was like reaching out to those guys, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like any contact Kobe has with current basketball players is because those guys want to pick Kobe's brain. And I just feel like LeBron's not picking Kobe's br- like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah, he's not. LeBron LeBron's knee deep in this. Like LeBron's a vet for, of like, you know, a long time. He's not gonna be like, man. 16 years in i'm really trying to figure out how to do the up and under from the low post like and create a little contact off the off the pump like no like that's not happening so i i guess i kind of get it in a way Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah that makes sense um one other thing i kind of disagree with kobe here um he says the market caught lebron off guard that like fans here don't play and i don't really agree lebron like isn't really he's like brought up in the social media age like he's kind of playing in front of every crowd everywhere so I, I don't know, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think LeBron knew it was getting into. I don't, I just think the season, you know, with everything that happened with the signings and stuff like that, it just, I don't think that had any part with it at all. But it's Kobe, so I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I will say, I don't think, um, like, I think LeBron, he went through his villain phase, right? With the Heat, right. where he like sort of had to embrace being a villain. And I thought... I think after he won the championship with Cleveland, I think he he kind of thought that he was beyond being blamed for everything, and not that the Lakers like Laker fans blamed him for everything. But I think it's not necessarily like I I think the phrasing was weird. I don't think the market caught him by surprise. I don't think like mm-hmm. the fanhood having high expectations got, caught him by surprise. I think he might have been like I think he might have been a little unexpected that like. Like he didn't play defense this possession, and they're like, "Hey, what, what was that?" You know? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, because like that. he did his villain thing. He came back. He was the savior of Cleveland, and he got yeah. to like do whatever yeah. because they knew yeah. they were going to the finals. And now we're getting pissed because he's like shrugging his shoulders because <laughs> he didn't get a call and isn't getting back on transition with like eight minutes left in the second quarter. And he's like, "What are you guys doing?" I'm LeBron James, and I'm like, "Yeah, LeBron James needs to get back on defense." Um, yeah. So I think maybe that is something like that that gives a little bit of, of viability to what Kobe was talking about. I could be wrong in this sense, so correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's a little bit like this. You know how, with, like you said, with Cleveland fans, he'll shrug his shoulders or he'll not play on defense and they'll just let it go because it's uh-huh. LeBron, their hometown hero. With Kobe, near the end of his career, um, he, or I mean, he did throughout his career, but he'd have games where he just puts up a ton of shots, and they're like, a lot of it is poor selection shots, and we would kind of just look past it, because it's Kobe, like, we want, we kind of, are we're fine with him doing that, stuff like that. I think maybe those two are very similar in that aspect. So then LeBron came here and we're like now nitpicking about it, whereas in Cleveland, they just were like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's LeBron, that's okay. Or is that my yeah. wrong there? No, I, I think makes, that's a really great point. That makes sense. Yeah. I think he thought he just would come here and then, I don't know, I, I think he thought the year would probably go a lot better, I'm guessing. But yeah. I'm just thinking it's funny, like, Rich Paul's like, hey, LeBron, they're mad at you online. For what? For not running back. We're not running back. Like, <laughs> 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 I haven't ran back in, like, two years. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I sincerely hope there's, like, a throwaway line in Space Jam 2 where LeBron's like, defense? Just, like, something real slick like that. No, I think I think there'll be, like, a two-minute session, like, straight two minutes of him just shrugging at teammates. <laughs> just straight shrugging every possession. And then they call a timeout, and the team, you know, lets him know that that's not okay. You know, mainly bugs. And then LeBron's like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> and then they still Bugs lose the like, game. You gotta get back <laughs> to the Monstars, led by Kevin Durant. 
You think that's why maybe uh, Kevin Durant, or if, if any player declined, LeBron asked Katie to go on the Monstars? He's like, all right, no, that's for you. Maybe that's what Woj heard. Woj heard that nobody wants to be the Monstars, and he's like, no, 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 no. No one wants to be in the movie. <laughs> LeBron, can you give me any information on the movie? No. All right. Nobody wants to join this movie. Oh, man. Um Real, real quick, uh, the, the Kobe interview on Get Up, it was actually pretty much a lot of the same thing. Um, blaming injuries, um, talking about how he thinks that if they get healthy, they'll be fine. Um, I, I just think, look, I, I, we know how the Lakers operate, right? Like it is, it is a big family. Like there's a reason that Kobe's agent, former agent is the general manager. So we joke, we joke about it a lot. Like, oh, I guess this is a preview of the exit interviews, but like, nah, this really is a preview of the exit interviews (laughs) because these guys are aligned. Like Rob, Kobe, Matt, like LeBron, Matt, like there's not that many brains in the brain trust. And if the few brains we do have access to are saying the same exact things, I think we know what the, what the narrative is going to be. Can you imagine if the first exit interviews, Magic goes, he walks to the table, he sits down, he sits down, he shrugs, and he goes, ah, injuries suck, huh? (laughs) 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 I would would just turn off the TV. I'd be done. It's probably going to be like a 20-minute version of that, like exactly what you just said, just taking longer. (laughs) I wonder if I can make a prop bet on FanDuel about the biblical parable that Rob Palenka will relate the the, the season to. Like, I feel like it's going to be Job. I feel like he's going to be like, you know, we we underwent a lot uh, to get to the promised land, and I think that next year is going to be like God rewarding us for uh, our patience through the tests. You know, Um, I could be uh, in the the, uh, lower half of people that believe this, but I actually think he doesn't say anything this, like, he'll bring, he'll talk obviously but he won't bring up anything about books or any biblical references i feel like he's heard that and possibly he's like all right i will i will stop that and he doesn't do anything that's my guess i just want you to recognize what you just said you just said that one of the members of the los angeles front office mm-hmm. will hear external yes. feedback yes. then apply it yes. to their job performance oh wait oh. sir that's a it's a bold take yeah that's 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 my bad that's, ooh, uh, ooh, the wiring on my microphone is melting because the heat of that take. Sorry, that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. Hey, it's okay. We're all allowed to say bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. But I, I just, I just think it's interesting. We've had, we've had three interviews in, in, in the past week, and they've all sort of had the same themes, ha- had the same motifs, so to speak. Yep, probably gonna hear the same thing. Extra uh, interviews, so uh, injuries. <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, Magic and Rob and Kobe and LeBron can say whatever they want as long as I have something to celebrate on July one. That's that's it, all I gotta yeah. say. I've I I think I told you guys this. I I mean I complain and I argue about the season, but I've decided just not complain as much as I used to and just sit back and just see what happens. Because let's just say we don't get a max player, then then I <laughs> I will I will go all out. But for now, we'll I will try to just relax and not stress about it. <laughs> That is like my one, I, I don't like to wish bad things upon myself, but that's like why my one hope, because if we don't get anybody in free agency, the Laker Film Room podcast that follows that is just going to be Pete cursing for like a solid 50 minutes straight. And oh my goodness, that's going to be high entertainment value. I might, I might buy a my pillow after that. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. No free promo. I know, but you know, that's just anyway. I, I, you know, oh. I still want Lakers to sign a max, but you know, I'm I'm kind of tempted to think maybe they shouldn't get a max for just for that. <laughs> not not to go back to the Alley interview, but it was kind of wild seeing LeBron kind of put all his eggs in that basket, right? Like he was basically saying, like, we got to get a free agent this summer, like through his words. So, like, so he can't be wrong, I don't think. So that's what I was trying to say. Like, this is LeBron James we're talking about. One of the most like carefully protected carefully right. calculated people i there's no way in my mind he would be literally like you said he's basically saying someone needs to come save me who's yeah. gonna come save me yeah and there's no way he's i just don't think there's any way he's saying that without reassurances that someone's gonna come save him um i mean since we're here there is a possibility that someone is gonna come save him a familiar face get the band back together <laughs> Run it back. Hashtag run it back. Shout out Cuffs the Legend. Are we are we talking about Dwayne Wade? Is he not going to retire? Kevin Love. Kevin Love. 
<laughs> I used to be a big Kevin Love fan, by the way. I'm just throwing that out there. Mo Williams going to come out of retirement. <laughs> Booby Gibson, perhaps? Uh, the uh, more, the no, more of course. One. Mario Chalmers. <laughs> Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers. Who is who is my girlfriend's like most hated basketball player? Uh, Why? <laughs> I have Poor no Mario freaking Chalmers. idea. That's what I'm saying. I was like, who hates Mario Chalmers? LeBron like, and Dwayne Wade. <laughs> and, and Samantha Rodriguez, apparently. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, we were actually talking about one Kyrie Irving, who, according to Stephen A. Smith, will take a meeting with the Lakers. I have some thoughts on that. Only because LeBron and, I, I guess LeBron specifically, has been so adamant that like someone needs to come jump in the car and like help him drive it. It's been a it's been a very like whoever comes here is gonna have responsibility here type of thing. Uh ironically, or coincidentally, I should say, Kyrie left the Cavs because he felt like he needed to be the focal point. He felt like he wasn't getting enough credit over the course of this season. Their the mending of their relationship has just become a a, a pretty ongoing storyline. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't know the star like I don't want to say the stars are aligning because this is just me being like tin hat conspiracy but I just feel like the way LeBron is setting up this free agency narrative wise uh like whoever is coming here is saving me like they're sa- they're the one who's got to like help drive this the right way because we I can't do it by myself and like Kyrie being like yeah I apologize for the way I handled criticism and like I understand what he was trying to teach and LeBron saying like yeah I love the way he's progressed as a man and coming to his own and like and I I don't know man it just it feels like either a they were they're planning it or b we're getting set up for the old duopty like Paul George did there's two things I'm certain of this season this summer Zion isn't going to be a Laker and Kyrie uh-huh. Irving isn't going to be a Laker <laughs> there's no way like it wouldn't be most people wouldn't take it as a sweet story like oh they came back together and they want to win a championship again i think people would destroy him for that after him being kyrie and being kyrie yeah not zion not zion um but yeah i don't i don't see it especially after because even though they made up for it and everything i still think kyrie feels that way he wouldn't want to be on a team with lebron just because i still think he wants to be the focal point and even though if he comes here obviously he has a bigger role now than he did in cleveland but he he knows he still want to be the focal point, right? So I don't I look, see that. Yeah, I look at this from like the Laker perspective. Like I don't want us to be having to take meetings. Like I feel like these should be done before then. You know what I mean? Like I feel like our free agency should be decided. Like this is what happened the past years. We take meetings and we'd be so thankful they gave us a meeting, and then it's like July nineteenth, and they all go somewhere else. <laughs> we we go sign like one year guys again. So like I hope they just. Just go after one. Go after Kawhi. Just call Kawhi at twelve oh one, and go from there. I don't know. I'm tired of taking meetings. Is Mozgov a free agent? They can call him at twelve oh one. That's painful. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's painful. I I also feel like like the way that Stephen A. said that uh like Kyrie's gonna take a meeting with the Lakers. I, I feel like the Lakers are just trying very hard to like not be held accountable for tampering again like they've had some run-ins so i feel like they're just super being low-key i i i i I agree with you raj like i don't want to be in the position i would just hope that the lakers are just being smarter about tampering so where we're not in the position that we're just taking meetings like we're quote unquote taking meetings for deals that have been made in like early may that's my hope at least yeah i don't want to hear like okay we have Kyrie on tuesday and then kemba on thursday let's hope you know they yeah. pick us like yeah. i don't want to hear that not at all not at all nope <laughs> so i guess we're gonna go from a point guard that doesn't play for the lakers to the point guard that does play for the lakers uh i guess we didn't really mention this beforehand so excuse me for spraying this on you guys but Lonzo Ball has hired the creative artist agency to represent him in his business matters uh, for, you know, for the foreseeable future for his career. I feel like that's a much bigger deal than what it's giving credit for, even if it's only like placebo effect mentally. Mm-hmm. Because even though his dad and like, you know, his his family friends were like handling his business, not not, not to say anything about the fact of how they were handling his business. Um, it's, it's the fact that like he was still a part of that, right? Like they, yeah. they weren't professionals. He was still giving his input there. And obviously he's still going to give his input with CAA, but I feel like he's going to be just a little bit more 
um, free to focus on basketball because he has people who are actually professionals at building athletic brands and not just like his dad asking his input on, do you like this shoe? Does that make sense? I'm actually really excited about this. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think this is a pretty big deal too, because obviously agencies, I mean, let's be honest, they're a business, right? They have Lonzo's now an invest investment for them. So they're going to want him to train like a regular athlete or they have their way. They want their people to train. They're going to want him to do things the right way. And I don't know, I feel like this is good. He's going to be like a normal endorsed athlete now from an agency. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think, I think this is huge for him. This is going to not only help him towards his future, but I think once he also signs with the shoe brand and all that stuff, it just, he's going to be more in a zone. Like, I feel like I'm just so excited to see him, how he improves this summer, because I think all these things are just leading him into the right direction. It's really exciting. It's really exciting. That's very rare to say about Lakers stuff. (laughs) In recent memory, at least. Yeah, except for Rondo's last game. Oh, man, this is a brutal pod for my guy. (laughs) Do you guys think... Like, Big Baller Brand will come back. Like, do you guys think it's going to be relaunched? Because I, I, I see that a lot. Yeah. A lot of people think it's going to be relaunched. I saw that tweet where it said they closed down the website, but they're going to bring it back. And that Lonzo, I, I think I saw some. I could be so wrong. But that Lonzo is, like, not fully out of Big Baller Brand. But I, I don't know. I don't believe that at all. I mean, technically, like, it's still him, right? Like, it's still mostly his brand. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like maybe he's just going to, like, uh, and I, I don't know if maybe he wants to, like, co-brand, like, have BBB Nike gear or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, something like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's still something that he can do with it because it's his, yeah. you know, at the end of the day. I, I don't know. Yeah. Do you, did, he, did he take down the song BBB? That's a great question. I'm so curious. I'm looking it up right now. You beat me to it because I just opened up my phone to go to Spotify. Yeah, I'm good. Well, Apple Music, bro. Apple Music. I'm sorry. You know, I'm team. I'm team Galaxy. So I heard you though. I there, heard you there though. There is still the song BBB. Hey, <laughs> hey, BBB. That's on me. That's on me. <laughs> it went from get your merch like to throw away your merch, right? <laughs> <laughs> Dump your merch. Dump your merch. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just I miss I miss him, man. I I might have to when we get off this, I'm gonna watch some Lonzo highlights before I go to sleep. Hey, <laughs> sorry, had hey, you. hey, <laughs> no free what promo, man. What are we doing? Hey, yeah, bro, come on, dog. Hey, Unless little Nas X is about to give us an hey, intro. Nobody knew what song that was. You just said the artist, though. Nobody knows that song. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I ruined it as I always do. Um. All right, guys, we're about uh, 50 plus minutes in. Um, I don't have any more Lakers news to discuss. No, I think so. If I, th- I think there's one one topic left. Oh, I apologize. No, no, no. I think you're going to. <laughs> I think you're going oh. to where I was thinking. Oh, my bad. Well, <laughs> no. since I don't have any more Lakers news <laughs> That's, to discuss, man, I thought I was trying to assist, but I just ruined that. All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep quiet. I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna keep quiet and just wait till wait till you get. To, all right, go ahead. You do your thing. That that that's my bad. No, um, that's it's my t- bad. I'm 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 tired. It's late. Anyway, um, so finally the forum has begun. It's uh, it's hashtag wire watch. Can we do that? We can hashtag wire watch, and we are watching the wire. No, uh, we all we. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't think that I don't think they need it anymore. <laughs> um, so we have each finished the first episode and I guess we can talk about it for like a few short minutes at the end of the pod. Um, although I have one quick thing to say and it's just about the intro so we can lead into the episode. Okay. Yo, I am such an idiot because I knew this show was about like dr- uh, drug dealing and mm-hmm. like drug dealer culture in Baltimore and the police cracking down. But until I saw the intro, I had no idea that like the wire was like a wire, like a wire tap, like a like a recording device. And then they have the intro and it's all like wiretaps and like microphones. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, the wire. And I was like, wow, you're an idiot. No, bro. So, hey, that's dead serious. I'm not even kidding. That's the same exact thing with me. I had no clue. <laughs> I had no clue until the intro. I saw it and I was like, oh, I get that. <laughs> You thought it was just a plug or something? Like a wire plug? No, I just, I literally just thought the wire, just like the name, just a random name, like, I don't know, just something random. I was like, I was like going everywhere. I was like through the wire, like is somebody getting a car crash, like Kanye West, like is that, like, or is it like down to the wire, like I gotta wait till the last episode to figure out like what the whole meaning of the show was, like I don't know, you know what I mean? Did that song come out after the show? 
A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like a decade after the show. <laughs> I also had no idea. Uh, oh, I'm going to absolutely not say his name correctly. Idris Elba. Right. Is that, is that the yeah, way you Idris say Elba. it? Idris Elba. Yeah, Idris Elba. Yes, Jessica Alba. <laughs> <laughs> was that his first role, like big role? That's uh, what I'm thinking too. I always thought it was The Office, but that's uh, just me being not. Oh no, smart. So he was way <laughs> he was way big before The Office. That might have been like his first big American role, maybe. Mm. I'm gonna like we're just gonna guess that. I and I've I've also never seen him play like that kind of guy before, and I guess we're behind having not seen the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look him up on. Uh, on Wikipedia, it says he is best known for playing drug trafficker Stringer Bell on The Wire. So, oh. I think yeah, that's like his big, his first big role. It's not The Office. <laughs> not The yeah. Office. Not The Office. Now I'm gonna suck at names um, for a little while. I've always been like that with shows. I cannot remember the characters' names at all. But there's the one character who, when I saw, I was like, oh, that's where that uh, gift comes from. I, I don't. Remember, oh, I don't remember his name. Is the detective? Uh, okay. <laughs> Wend- Wendell Pierce. Yeah, yeah the actor's yeah. Wendell Pierce. I don't know. His, no, you, no, the big black right, dude. Right, and he right, like yeah, yeah. shakes his head and walks away. Yeah. That, yeah, I know That's what I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that gift comes from this show, probably. <laughs> but yeah. Um, me and Raj were talking about that, actually. Like, there were a lot of names thrown at you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I watched the first episode. I tried to watch it twice, and I'm still kind of like, we're trying to fit like a bunch of pieces together, I think. Because I think it's like giving you a bunch of different avenues that they're trying to go and one, then... one of the main reasons i quit game of thrones oh man uh, yep yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm here go ahead roast me I'm, go ahead. I'm with you ali i'm not gonna oh. lie like i watched like the first 15 minutes of that show and i was like y'all gotta be kidding me like i'm not with this at all <laughs> i'm not trying not to care. watch a history bro a history oh, book. man bruh like Wait. i'd rather at least if i read the book like i can like put little dog ears and be like oh that's who that was and like flip back you know what i'm saying like this was a little more contained i got my homicide division i got my narcotics division i got my barksdales i got stringer bell i got lawyers like boom we're good to go got no, i got five factions but the thing is you got no dragon i got no dragon hey, it's, it's okay to be wrong but anyway oh. back to the, <laughs> back to the <laughs> back to the wire. all right now you know what you go ahead you go ahead um yeah so that's <laughs> why so i was asking uh i thought idris elba played like the anyway you guys gotta watch game of thrones but anyway i thought you guys <laughs> <laughs> it returns this sunday but you guys, I was kind of wondering if Idris Elba kind of played both sides in that first episode, but you guys said no, right? Yeah, he, I don't, I don't think so. At least, I mean, he flipped off a detective in the beginning, so like, I, I don't think he is. I'm sure people who are listening right now and have watched the show are probably dying of laughter because <laughs> let's just say he is on both sides. They're like, oh, you idiot! But I don't think so. I, I, I feel like he's totally on one side. Maybe we'll find out later, but at least from the first episode, it doesn't seem like it at all to me. Yeah, I was I was pretty certain that he was just like he was just he's just that put together like he's just that clean not cl- like put together visually although he's a very good looking man very well dressed um i feel like he's just he's got his stuff together to the point where like he's so untouchable he can walk into the courtroom and like intimidate witnesses and be fine and i think that like the fact that he is there in a suit like all badass is like mm-hmm. you're supposed to get the sense of like is this dude completely untouchable but no i think he's just a full full-on drug trafficker i don't think he's got any well, Anything I mean, else there? he he did win Sexiest Man Alive for 2018, so possibly he could just walk in anywhere and then, you know, just intimidation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was not that expecting was so, that stat, that stat that to come so, up. Yeah, that was on many levels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me ugly laughing on the pod. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> got the, 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 the gas blasts. <laughs> um yeah no i was i'm not gonna lie when i finished the episode i I really wanted to like get going and watch another one just because like it just hits you man yeah Yeah. like i'm three people dead in the first episode i was like yeah oh my god like what is happening right now what do you what do you make of the ending because the ending would made me want to watch the next one what do you think happened in the ending so it's basically like telling you what happens right when you tell on the drug like how much power the drug people have um in the city kind of thing like he tried to blame the drug guy right in court and then he got killed mm-hmm. so i think it's kind of showing you the power and how much uh power that they have in the streets yep and do you think he that freaked that guy out yeah who? definitely barksdale the, the guy who, who was the on dude who walked away at the end yeah that's i thought i don't think it freaked i thought so i had a different interpretation i thought he was the one like i thought he was a part of it oh because oh, oh. 
because he was the guy who was on trial that got yeah. testified against. And I thought because like remember he went to his cousin. So his, that was that was D'Angelo Barksdale, right. that guy, the guy who walked away. I thought when he went to the club and talked to his not his cousin, his uncle Avon Barksdale, and they had the the guy who uh, the drug addict who gave him fake money, yeah. mm-hmm. and then he just walked away. Avon was like, "You got to send a message. Like you can't you can't let people think they're going to get over on you." So then you know you flash forward and you have the witness ended up ended up shot in the neighborhood, and D'Angelo Barksdale is there. I thought the point was like D'Angelo learned like you can't let people get over on you. You got to send a message, and him sending a message was like making sure that this dude ended up dead. Oh, see, I, that was my interpretation. I took it as they like from that you got to send a message thing. They ended up taking care of that guy, and he wasn't expecting that. And he saw that, and he's like, and then he walked away all shocked because he realized like what they meant from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took it the opposite way. I thought he was like, "Wow, what did I get into?" kind of thing when um when he saw the guy dead at the end. So look, look, guys, look, guys. I don't want to pull rank, okay? But I lived in Baltimore for a year, so like, now I'll just play. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was ready. Um, I was like, oh, "Where's this coming?" <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's really interesting. Now I got to rewatch the first episode, um, because I'm I'm interested, but. Anyway, I just I, it was a good show, man. That was a good first episode. I can't wait to watch another one uh, later on in the week. Mm, definitely, and hope everyone who's listening is well. They probably watch it already, but um, rewatch it with us. I agree. Yeah, and if you haven't watched it, go watch episode one and then watch episode two before we come out with the next pod, and you'll be caught up with us. How many seasons is there? Do you know? Not enough. I know that there are five on Amazon. <laughs> Not enough. I know that there's. <laughs> I know that they dude it, we, we watched one episode and he's like not enough there's not need more wire <laughs> I, I need at least two more episodes um I know that there's five seasons on Amazon Prime okay um so I but so I think there's at least that many I want to say there's I'm trying to look it up but like when you google something nowadays there's just so many like things oh, so there's five seasons total they're all five seasons oh, okay I'm just wondering so if we might have to we might have to bump up to like two episodes per I was just wondering if we might have to, <laughs> um possibly also but it's the off season soon man oh, like yeah, that's true. like you don't have any more Brandon Ingram defensive vids to post on Twitter <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can you know we can step it up no big deal you had to go there huh <laughs> <laughs> I was like a self phone of my own fandom I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because I thoroughly enjoy those videos every single time. Um, yeah, okay. Um, so I don't, I don't have anything else. I just, I'm really excited to rewatch The Wire. I'm also really excited to get up in six hours and drive back to Jersey. So, hey, are you going to Brooklyn Nets games in the playoffs? I'm, yo, I'm, I, and I, I said this uh, like a month ago. So I really gotta come through. I said if the Nets make the playoffs, I gotta cop a D'Lo jersey. Um, so I'm gonna do it. I'm a cop a D'Lo jersey and I'm a rep for him. Can you, can you, can um, you get one for you know the whole the whole crew? I mean, we can all be number one. We could be the form the form <laughs> D'Angelo's. You know what I'm saying? Shout out D'Angelo Barksdale. Shout out D'Angelo Russell. To quote Nick Young. Yeah, that's uh, what, when you said that, I was like, all right, Nick Young. <laughs> Shout out D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> hey, we got Kuz my back though. That's what that happened, right? Wait, what? From the trade? Oh, oh, true. oh. <laughs> I thought you were saying for the one game left, and I was like, wait, he's playing the last game? That makes no sense. Like, he, I was like, he better not play. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know who we're playing, but he better not if play. If they told Kuzma real to play, Kuzma would be like, wait, for real? <laughs> no, because Kuzma would just, Kuzma would pull a Kobe's last game and shoot 60 times, and I would be all for it also. No, I I'm not going to lie. Um, I'd rather see Caruso shoot 60 times. Facts, actually. Bump, bump it. Um, <laughs> Real quick, just because we mentioned two different D'Angelos on, on the podcast, the uh, good things come in threes. So I like, I'm a cat, I'm a cat, I'm not a cat person, but like people often like, because I like cats, people are like, oh, you're a cat person. You know. And I'm like, no, I, I like all animals. There's, there's, no, Ali, there's no. two ways to skin a cat. No. <laughs> <laughs> only <Okay>. two? <laughs> only, only, interesting. I've always um, wondered what that meant. So I, <laughs> should go listen to episode six. Um... <laughs> So I, I, I wanted, I always wanted two cats and I wanted to name them D'Angelo and Julius, uh, cause, uh, they're, they're my, my lost, my lost loves. Um, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to name my first son Julius, so I can't do that. So it's going to be D'Angelo and Jordan. Those are going to be my cats. If I, D'Lo and JC. If I got two cats, I think I'd name it Ryan and then Kelly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just a great way to end the pod right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> All right, cool. I, I hated my own joke, so I, I'm cool with that. <laughs> um, made, well, me think of Byron, made me think of Byron Scott. Oh, 
Uh, oh, real quick, because LeBron said that in the interview with Allie Clifton. He was like, you know, what, you know, I, I was injured, so you can be a good teammate when you're injured, but you're not in the foxhole with guys. And I just got like goosebumps. I was like, no, 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 don't say the foxhole. Um, <laughs> Five years of bad luck. <laughs> oh, my God. Use any other I was, word. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're going to have the longest playoff drought just because you said foxhole <laughs> on a Spectrum interview. Um, <laughs> is, that a, is that a – is he shouting out or – Pointing out that maybe Byron Scott's going to be the next coach. Stop it! Oh, Don't God. you dare! Don't you dare! Is this how we're going out? <laughs> yeah, like no, we should have no, ended on the it. Ryan Kelly no, joke. I'm down. I'm down. Let's do it. That's a dark way to go out. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. So I guess that's how we're ending the pod. Um. Lakers coach 2019-2020 Byron Scott. <laughs> D'Angelo dropped 84 on us. <laughs> 84, just for good measure. Yeah. I don't know. All right. This, this podcast started off so strong and just like, it was like the, the Kendrick's lookout for detox freestyle where like it goes super hard. And then the end, he just like runs out of words to say. That's what this podcast was. Look out for detox. <laughs> I gotta go y- listen to know, it. Y'all gotta listen. That's one of the f- most fire freestyles I've ever seen in my entire life. What? Oh, Old Town Road? <laughs> Bruh. All Did right. you just walk so- out? I just I just threw my chain down on the table. Oh, it sounded like you walked out, and I was like, that's the perfect way to end it. <laughs> well, before we end this podcast for a fifth time, let's end the podcast. Um, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Uh, as always, please subscribe, rate five stars, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, watch The Wire, listen to Look Out for Detox, bump the Old Town Road remix, Uh, And until next time, this has been The Forum.